What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Philosophical from the Last Rap Podcast, and we have an illustrious host with me today on a segment that, you know, I've been trying to get back on, get the trains going back. We're, we're, we're back on it. We're back on the railroad. Uh, philosophical thoughts. I have a guest here, JJ from the Life Podcast. Thank you very much, JJ, for, for joining us, for being on the Thank show. Thank you for having us. me, Phil. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. Yep. So um, we're going to start right into it. Um, the way me and JJ kind of got introduced is through Instagram. Uh, he saw a post that we uh, at, at Less Rap uh, Instagram um, about forgiveness. Uh, the post was, what's your best way of forgiving someone from a distance? Is it, is it holding you back from your future? Um, so we're going to start with that uh, first segment. Um, we'll start with you, JJ. Let's let, let us know how you felt when you saw this post. I basically felt that it was talking to me. Um, okay. I've, I've, well, now I don't even want to say I've dealt. I'm still dealing with this to this mm. day. Okay. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was just literally talking to my wife about this as well as my mom, because it's, for me, unfortunately, it's an everyday battle, which we will, you know, get more into um, yeah. on this yeah. segment. Yeah. But, you know, when I saw it, I was like, I got to reach out to you because I'm like, I feel like I need to get some stuff off my chest because what I'm going through, somebody else may be going through the same exact thing. So I said, well, let me see what he says. And when you responded and say, yeah, let's 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 do it. I was like, perfect. You know, I saw the uh, the post mm -hmm. and I said, let me reach out to them because I wanted to, you know, give my, you know, two cents of feedback. And when you respond to say, yeah, let's do it. I said, okay, perfect. Because like I said, I feel like what I may have to say, somebody may be like, wow, it's good to know that I'm not the only one that's dealing with these type of issues. And I may be alone, but you know yeah. what? Even if I'm alone, I'd rather get my stuff out so people can understand that this is real, you know? Yeah, yeah. I will I will start with this um, from my experience. Um, and it kind of hit home for me also is because I feel like, um, and this is speaking for myself and maybe our, our brothers also uh, go through this also is that it's hard for us already to trust, right? It's hard for us to kind of forgive, you know what I mean? Because, you know, depending on the person that certain things uh, are, are held so close to our heart, right? Um, and, a, and a lot of, and a lot of things that we look at um, kind of reach back to say, is this going to happen again? Or can I tolerate this, right? And it's like, I won't say, I will say that it's very hard to forgive someone from a distance because it's like, and why would that person do that to me in the first place? And I think that's where the forgiveness kind of comes in. It's that, you know, yeah, it's the right thing to do, but it's always in a man's mind. Like you feel betrayed. You feel like um, you feel hurt from a, from a distance, like, man, you know, you, you put your energy and we'll, we'll call it a, even an investment in in certain situations and certain things, whether it's relationships, it's family, it's friends. And just because someone didn't react the same way you would, I feel like sometimes it can be it can be tough as a man to forgive a lot of things. You know, that's why a lot of grudges are held. That's why a lot of bridges are burned. So I feel like from my perspective, I do think it holds me back sometimes, right? Um, from being able to trust people, from being able to, to comprehend a lot of what people were saying, because sometimes I feel like 
it could be it could be it could be backstabbing. Someone can be stabbing me in the back or lying to me and not telling me the truth, right? Because I've dealt with it before. What's the sense of me not going through it again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I think we as men we look at it like forgiveness. What what does that mean, right? Do we just reach out to those people and say, hey, I forgive you for what you did? Or mentally, do we just feel like we need to let it go? And I think that's where it ultimately begins as a man is like, how do you let it go, right? How long do you hold on to it, right? You know, it's, this one's tricky, man. Like Mm -hmm. this topic is, it's tricky. It is, it is. You know, okay you you the first thing the first thing you have to look at you have to ask yourself at least i do it why mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah am i a bad person mm-hmm. was i was i the wrong was i right and then you come back and you ask yourself again why me okay for example Literally today, I was just talking about. At this point, I'm I'm just gonna say what it is. A former f- best friend of mine. We, you know, me and my wife was having this discussion today, and we were going from the past mm-hmm. how we had a good friendship, and I told her where I know where the root of the problem started. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Okay. There was a point in my life where I'm not going to say I played around or anything. You know, when it came to my schooling and everything, there was times where I was falling a little bit on the wayside and I finally got my stuff together. I was going to school full time, trying to get my degree. And at that moment, my former best friend had a baby. Okay. He, I guess he got in his feelings because when he res- when he sent me the text of the of his uh his daughter, I didn't respond right away, mm. and it wasn't and it wasn't for me being ill or no malicious. I just at that moment I'm like, okay, congratulations. I'll get to you when I get to you because when I have when that, when I put my mind on certain things, that's what I'm focusing on, and and it's nothing against anybody. But when my mind, like I said, when my when my mind is set on something, I'm gonna get that done. And I'm going to worry about that. And then I'll take care of everything else later. Okay. Mm, okay. So okay. he reached out to me kind of like, hey, did you get my text? And I'm like, yeah, I got it. But I've been busy. So long story short, me and him, we got into it. And it almost became a point to where we got physical. But okay. we never did. So okay. after a while, I'm like, you know what? The dust has settled. I'm going to be a bigger person. I'm going to reach out. So he responded like, I'm glad you reached out yada 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 we squashed it okay okay fast forward some time we we just we stopped talking or whatever and we reunited and we did we we've done this back and forth okay i got married he was not my best man in my wedding because Mm. i felt that as a best man you need to have my best interests at heart and I felt that his character should not have been standing up before me and God. That's just my opinion. Okay. And I had, obviously I had to get someone else to step in for his place. Did it feel weird? Absolutely. 
because my intention was for him to be my best man. Why? Because believe it or not, I was his best man. Okay. So we already had that kind of thing going as brothers, but didn't work out like that. So fast forward to today, we kind of reunited a little bit. I made the effort saying, hey, you know, we do need to talk about stuff that's happened in the past, even though that was years ago, but we still, there's some stuff we need to really just talk about as yeah. now men, because okay. when this happened, we were boys. Now we're men, yeah. you know, yeah. we're talking 40 yeah. and over. We were men yeah. now. Yeah. So that still hasn't happened. And you know what, Phil, I still look at it from a sense that I'm tired, man. I'm gonna tell you the same, I told, told my wife, I'm tired. Mentally, I'm tired. And it bothers me talking about this, but I said, okay. you know what? I'd rather get it out. Cause like I said, there may be somebody that's going through these same things. And my advice is when you got to my stage, let it go. Because as a man, I've done all I can do. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna keep reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. Listen, this works just as well on the other side. And yeah. no communication from this has been, my hands are thrown up in the air. And I said it today, I wish him well, but it is what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm done, you know? So do you think, do you think that, because I, I think from what you're, you're stating is that people do grow apart, right? People yeah. do get to a point where it's like, I'm ready to face this wall between why we can't communicate better, right? Uh, and, I, and I'll be a little bit clear to where you guys were friends, you were boys, the mindset was different, right? You guys were younger. So now the expectation as you get older is a little bit more, you know, responsible, a little bit more, we got to act like adults, right? Our mindset is not to just let it go as quickly as we were when we were younger, right? So whatever the grudge or disagreement you guys may have had, you know, a lot of people take it violently. A lot of people take it immaturely. A lot of people take it um, in a way that's like harmful to not only themselves, but to others. But the mindset to have is that if we can't sit down and have a conversation about it, um, you know, what's the what's the, the use? Why do we continue going in the same round of circle? Because if we reconnect, as you said, you know, those same talks that we can't seem to have, continuing to be replayed over why aren't we talking about this i got an issue with this because at the end of the day the truth will set you free right you sit down you have a conversation you know i let you know my my truth on it you respond to it maybe the way i think of it i thought of the situation you're responding in a way that hmm okay because what does it do when you're listening to another person's perspective it's like they're bringing something that hmm, I didn't think about before. Okay, I can understand that point. But because of who I am, because of who you are, that's why you sit down and have the conversation, right? So I think uh, uh, reeling it back to forgiveness is that, you know, I think you've got to have the conversations. You've got to be able to ha- sit down and we talk man to man. I think, and I was just talking to this with my wife a couple of days ago, is that we as men, we don't talk especially when, 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 when things like when we got issues, there's this, uh, this machismo where it's like, I got it. I can take care of it. Right. When really, you know, 
we need to be able to 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 speak on it and have a conversation. Doesn't mean now. I mean, friendships may end, but at least you you got that 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 grief off your chest, right? Yeah. And I think I think uh, that's that's one of the reasons why you know Let's Rap Podcast and also the Life Podcast is to kind of mend that bridge of men talking, just like we are right now having a conversation, right? And this is this is the first time really we've had a conversation, and men being able to be open and vulnerable with each other is such like a a a, a uh, like a woman thing to do. It's a weak thing to do when really, you know, outside of outside of that. You know, it's like, yeah, you may be manly, but inside your heart, man, what are you really going through? You know, who can you talk to about the problems that you're going through? If you if you feel like you want to be so strong, I mean, it's nothing wrong with being strong. It's nothing wrong with being an alpha. But at the same time, it's like, don't you want to gain experience on how to deal with certain avenues of life? How are you going to do that without talking to someone, having a having a network or a relationship with someone? You know what I mean? And, and 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 that's and that's the problem you know mm-hmm. you said it you know a lot of a lot of men especially think that you know if you if you're vulnerable like that in that sense you're weak it doesn't make you weak you know because you think of you think about it you know you have all this you know just say you know feelings animosity mm-hmm. sometimes hatred all built up yeah. and you're not releasing it yeah. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, I know me personally, I'm able to sleep at night because I'm doing what we're doing now. I talk yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, I let people know my feelings, you know, and yeah. but it doesn't make me less of a man. How so? Exactly. Exactly. You know I, mean? it, I think I think that's such a loose term to where we we as men, we 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 look at talking to other men as like this this like gossip or it's it's not the right thing to do or like men we we need to take it on the chin and and go on about our day when really all you're doing is is, is staying on your chin it's standing in mindset you know standing in mind to where I wish I would have handled that differently but the thing this is the thing right it's never too late to handle a situation it's never too late to have a conversation people feel like seem like it's it's too late to have a conversation and it's not. It's not. Now, if that person doesn't want to have a conversation with you or um, you guys feel like you're not at a, at a point to have that conversation, that's something that we as men have got to learn to just, you know what, let's just walk away. You can't have that on your chest because what that does is it affects homes. It affects what you put in your, into your, your future son, your children, you know, other friends and families. You know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's tough. It's very, very tough. You know what I mean? So my advice is that we as men, we got to be able to have the conversations and talk and, and, and just be able to not, not even just talk about like, like issues between me and you, but just, just have a regular conversation because you never know what another man is going through. You never know a man just maybe going through so much at work, maybe going through so much at home that a simple conversation like this can, can really be like, man, I feel that. You know what I mean? You know, what's funny about that, I was watching maybe about a month or so ago, I was watching a, um, a pastor mm-hmm. speak at a Bible study on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he mentioned something that I haven't done, but it was really something to, something to think about. He basically mentioned when, when someone asks you, hey, how you doing? And you say, oh, I'm good, and I'm good, but you're not good. Mm-hmm. So why don't we say when someone asks you, how are you feeling? I'm not doing the best. 
Mm. I'm not feeling my best. I'm not, you mm. know, I'm not in a good place right now. Why don't we do that? And I think I know why, because again, it may make us look weak. Mm. If, mm. if you really think about it, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true because we don't want people to know. It's almost like um, you're playing a sport, right? You don't want people to know your greatest weakness, you know, your, your, your most vulnerable side. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it's, and, and it could be, and I, and I think it could be a little bit of, let's say if, if we speak on what's going on in our life with someone else, what's stopping that other person to some type of exposure? You know what I mean? Like telling someone else, oh, he's going through this, he's going through that, he's going through this. I mean, I, I do understand that we have to be very careful who we release certain information to. I get that part. Mm -hmm. But I do believe there are people in our lives for a certain reason, and they come into our lives for certain reasons. And how they receive that information determines a friendship, determines yes. a relationship. You know what I mean? So I think we as men, we've got to be able to understand that because I do think men have an uh, uh, instinctive way of knowing who they want to talk to and who they don't want to talk to. That's why there's pastors. That's why we call them OGs. That's why, you know what I mean? We, our fathers, our uncles, our, our old school cousins. That's why it, the, the generation, there is a generation there where it's like, we know who we want to talk to. It's just a matter of, do we want to release that information? So exactly. I feel like, so I, I feel like um, that's something that we, we, we got to mend that bridge and, and teaching our young, our young brothers to, to not resort in like harmful, immature ways. Like if you got a grudge, if you got an issue, let's have a conversation, man. Simple as that. Because you're hurting yourself at the end of the day. It's, it's not worth it. It's not it's worth it. Right. It's, it's not worth it. You it's know, you people, that's, and that's, that's the funny thing about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear it all the time. So much violence, gun violence, people losing their lives yeah. because no one wants to talk. You know, all you got to do is just talk. It's yes. not that, to me, it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. You know? but, the, but the mindset we have is different than what, uh, what, what our mindset was in our 20s. You know, because oh, there, yes. was, a, there was a time, yeah, there was a time, <laughs> you know, I was thinking that way. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. I was in my you 20s. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and now that I sit back and think about it, and I was like, man, I, I would have done something differently. You know, I would have reacted differently. And that's just, you know, un unfortunately, you know, growing up in a, in a household where my mom passed away and, you know, me and, my, me and my dad's relationship is just now starting to get better. You know, at that time, man, I had a lot in my heart to where, you know, um, me and my dad, like I said, me and my dad, my father's relationship wasn't the best. You know, my mom passed away and I felt like I didn't, I didn't have anybody to talk to. You know what I mean? I had so much pent up anger to where it was like, you know, I get it sometimes where some of these young cats, man, they, they, they in the hood to survive. They don't have a father figure to talk to either their father's in jail or dead. Or at, at best, they don't want to, they got their own issues going on. You know what I mean? And I feel like a, a, as I'm not a father yet, but I do want to teach my, my children to where like, it's okay to come talk to your father, right? Don't come talk to me when, you know, you're, you're in jail or when the worst has happened, but come talk to me when you feel like you, you're feeling pressured and when you're feeling like you're going through something or when you're feeling like, you know, you don't have anybody to talk to. So I feel like we, we need to mend that. And, and I know I keep saying it, repeating it, but I feel like it's a serious issue 
in, in, in society, especially uh, black men, especially black men. You yeah. know, we're not talking to each other, right? You know, we're, we're killing each other. We're, 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 you know, we're shooting each other. You know what I mean? We're, we're fighting each other. And that's just the way it is. And, 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 and I wish I was like in a, in a panel of, of, of other men speaking on this so I can get many different perspectives on why it's like that. Yeah, yeah, right? because if we, because like you said, you know, so many different factors come into play like that. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you get a lot of these street dudes yeah. that are literally in the streets, Yeah, you know, and they don't yeah. have, like I said, their parents may be in and out of jail. Their yeah. parents may be already deceased. They may be raised by their grandmas and aunts, yeah. uncles. And sometimes they, they go to the streets because that's all they know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and even I'm going to be honest, I would still, like I said, I would do that like you would. I would sit on the panel and get some feedback from dudes on the street because, like yeah. you said, times are changing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now the streets, the streets is getting harder and harder now. Yeah. You know, so I would like to get in the mind of a street dude and just be like, you know, so so what is it like? You know, you know, how do you live? How do you survive? And yeah. not only not only them, just people, like I said, in, in, in general, you know, because yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of people, like I said, that's going through stuff and, 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 and won't talk to anybody about it. You know, yeah. so I want to transition to another kind of um, um, uh, a man topic, I feel like is a kind of a, a unsettled topic that a lot of men don't talk about or and, and including myself feel a little shame to speak on i want to speak about like the porn addiction within within men right okay um i will i will say that you know i've had issues with this um still still having issues with this as 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 i'm sure men do right and and i kind of want to speak on the fact that what's the end result right um as we get older as the mindset of 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 looking at porn all the time right i feel like it can it can really change the mindset to deter you from your focus and i'm speaking from experience right uh, it, it can deter you negatively it can cause you to have toxic thoughts it can cause your imagination to become highly negative right so I want to speak on it from a perspective of, you know, there are there are there are men out there, brothers out there, including myself, that are going through this, that have been going through this, right, for mm -hmm. for ten plus twenty years, and it gets to a point to, what do what do some men, what do some men? Is there an an encouragement to 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 feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? So I want to I want to start with your kind of your your thoughts on this. Wow. Um, where do I begin? Well, like I said, as a man, I mean, who hasn't watched porn? Exactly. You know, I've watched it since I was uh, probably maybe senior year high school, after high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watch it. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't watch it as much as I used to. You know, mm -hmm. I would watch it as a leisure, you know, one day, okay, you know, yeah, see what's up. But when you get to, like I said, the level of addiction, mm -hmm. the problem with that, it messes everything up, your aura. Like, for example, you know, if you're a family man or if you're not even a family man, you know, 
you have a daily routine. We all have a daily routine. Yeah. Your daily routine is affected because now you have this addiction that comes into place, okay? Yeah. Your personal life gets affected because again, you have this addiction. Your social life gets affected. Family life, every just say basically everything gets affected Every, because yeah. again, you have this new thing that you have to add in your aura. Mm. And one thing about it, I remember I um I had her on my show about I think a month ago, a sex, you no, know, a sexologist and everything. Mm. Mm -hmm. I met her in person, I'd say maybe three, four, five years ago at a, you know, just say a porn convention called Exotica. I'm sure, you know, every, you've yeah. heard of it. So, yeah. you know, so I went I went to it here in Miami and we had a conversation after because she had a seminar and I really enjoyed her seminar. Mm -hmm. And one thing we talked about, you know, I asked her, I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, look, you know, when, when, when we see porn, you know, when, you know, a man's involved in oral, you know, the woman's giving him pleasure, yeah. this and that. You know, how is that in real life? And she basically stopped me. She said, listen, that's that's acting. She said, I want, I want to get it straight right out. That's acting. Yeah. Don't always believe what you see in this and that. So yeah. I'm saying that because when, when, when men get addicted to it, I feel like they're missing certain things in their sexual relationship that they have to turn the porn to. Mm. you know yeah. and i'm not saying that's a good or bad thing but let's face it some men don't have a companion or someone that they can go to sexually mm. or mm. or they have a partner but their partner's scaling back so now mm. they need to go to an outlet that they feel safe and secure and mm. some men porn is their outlet for safe and security so mm. i'm gonna hold on to that while I can, you know, mm. that's just, like I said, that's just my opinion on it. Okay. Um, like I said, not only that, financially, you know, fin fi finances get affected mm. too because, yeah. Yeah. okay. You're spending so much money. on it, yeah. Yes. yes. Costs, yeah. And not only that, let's think big, let's think bigger, Phil, strip clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I want to I want to speak on that. You know, you mentioned that, you know, it could be your opinion. You know, it could be two reasons why, you know what I mean? Either they're not getting something from getting something from their partner or their partner isn't being open as they need them to. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll speak from my experience to where, you know, I feel like. A lot of times it's porn today has gotten so like it's everywhere right it's become a convenience you know back in the day you know growing up you know I'm still in my 30s but okay. even back in the 80s 90s you know everybody was outside right everybody didn't didn't stick to the internet wasn't a thing you know at that time right everybody was going outside internet wasn't a thing you know it was more of a community based to where, um, you know, internet was not as convenient as it is now, right? So what everybody's, what is everybody doing now? Everybody's on their phones, internet is everywhere, it's convenient. So I think, 
I think the thing about it is, is that, and it, and it attributes to, it's, it's just, it's everywhere you see it. It's in music, it's in movies, it's on the internet. It's one of those things where I, I think that, like you mentioned, it's a fantasy, but I feel like the fantasy can, can tarnish and, and hurt your mindset because it's like men and women can't live up to that, that, that fantasy, that imagination no matter how open someone is, no matter how uh, refusal on, on doing certain things. Because why? I feel like in certain things within porn, it's, it's something new, something innovative, potentially. So I feel like now it's become a point, and, and I'm just speaking from, from, from my experience that, mm-hmm. is that I feel like it's, it's, it, is, it is an imagination. It is a fantasy to where it, it, it's hard to, depend on your partner to to compete with porn right that's impossible so my advice to people is i think it goes back to to just having conversations uh you know therapy can help um and and being open to not only feel like you know your 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 partner isn't pleasing you because why you know pornography is a constant open and convenient thing that there's no you can't ask your partner to compete with something that's constantly convenient in there right so it goes back to it's like you gotta just understand your priorities right you're not 20 years old anymore and and I'm and I'm I'm talking to my brothers but I'm also talking to myself so it's kind of a a pep talk for me too is that you know what I mean that fantasy that we're living it, it's like you said it's acting right what 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 happens in acting is a movie what happens in movies they go off right reality hits right so a lot of things that's portrayed in pornography is not the reality of the real world it's not there's a lot of editing behind it it's a lot of acting behind it you know what I mean? It's a lot of like, like, like you said, the financial piece of it, right? That's not, that's not, uh, you don't get tax, tax breaks on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not a, that's yeah. not a tax break. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, that, yeah. that's, that's money that you're, you're, you're spending. You know what I mean? Like if you got it, I mean, cool, but that, that's still money you got to spend. Right. So my advice is that and I'm speaking to my brothers and I'm speaking, you know, also to myself and for myself from the experience that, you know, I've been through is that, you know, don't let the imagination deter you from the focus, right? Because pornography can tear down marriages. It can tear down families. It can tear down marriages, right? And you got to be able to just understand this and 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 come to terms that it, it is a fantasy world it is imagination uh, there is some some um you know living in a fantasy world i guess people can say that's that's you're delirious you know you're, you're not living up this world right which is which is true so you've got to have a certain type of awareness to say and to know that you know what i mean it's, it's a fantasy world Right now, how do you break that fantasy world? It's understanding what you need and, and what you want out of it. Right now, a lot of things at at home, right? You can say that you need certain things at home, 
But if you're not voicing your, your, your wants and needs at home, then you're just repeating the cycle, right? So uh, I'm just speaking from my experience, um, you know, my, my, um, that I go through personally, you know, that I have been going through personally and speaking to our brothers that as you get older, you know what I mean? It, it becomes harder to, to just, um, I, I, I know that we, when we're in, and we keep going back to it, when we're in our twenties and even our, our late twenties and early thirties, doing the same things when you get older, it's just, it's just not conducive to your health. It's not conducive to your mindset and it's not conducive to, to your aura, your spirit. And I'm just speaking that from experience. Um, so the next topic, um, I want to kind of speak on uh, depression. Uh, this is a very big thing, you know, mental health within men um, and just kind of speaking on, you know, I, I think this comes from uh, not good. And we spoke a little bit a couple moments ago of not being the good enough complex or the fear of failure or um, not getting a, a, a sense of accomplishment, right? Um, so what's your, what's your thoughts on kind of, you know, depression within men? This, this was a touchy one, but I, okay. I, I can make it, I can make it through it. Um, okay. okay. It's, I mean, I used to be ashamed to talk about it, but mm. I'm not now. Okay. Maybe it's cause like you said, Phil, you know, when you get, you need, you know, your late, you know, thirties, almost forties, your mindset changes compared to your twenties, mm. but I've come to grips that I have had and still deal with some mental health issues. But I, I, I believe I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to self-diagnose myself. I did not go to school for it, mm-hmm. but just speaking off of the things that I've dealt with, mm-hmm. I feel a lot of my issues is from the past and I'm having a hard time letting go of the past. I, I will say, I will say I definitely have that same problem. Yes. I have that and, same problem. Uh, and unfortunately, it has affected my family. Um, mm. Luckily, everyone's still together, but it has affected them because they worry about me. Mm. You know, I feel I have had, thank God I haven't lately, mm. but I've had had those suicidal thoughts. I have to. I have to. Yeah, um, I'm, I have to myself. I've, I've almost, unfortunately, I've almost acted out on it. Um, one night, I drove several blocks down from my street and I almost popped some pills in my car. Mm. Um, you know, I obviously I didn't because I'm still here. It's been hard, man. Um, I don't want to make an excuse, but for me, also with the pandemic going on shut on lockdown, basically for me, it was in the sense that. So I can I can not to cut you off. I can imagine uh, it's affected your your family, your marriage, friendships, and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, because I just, I just want to make that clear for, you know, anybody that's going through that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, because you look at, at least I tell everybody, you know, you look at what, what we went through in what 2020, mm-hmm. we had our freedom. We had our sense of life and all of a sudden the blink of, you know, an eye snap of a finger, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Everybody couldn't handle that the same. I couldn't mm-hmm. adjust the same. Okay. And then, like I said, other issues were coming up with me and it was just, it was a whirlwind, you know? And I, like I said, I was spiraling, you know, like I said, I was having more of the suicidal thoughts and I actually got in my car, didn't tell my wife where I was going, drove a few blocks down, 
I had some um, I had some prescribed medication mm -hmm. because I had my wisdom teeth taken out within the midst of the pandemic. So I had some leftover medication. I think I had to fill at least seven, eight pills. I was ready. Like I within seconds, I was ready to pop them in and be gone. But I had to really, I think some of my life flashed before me and I realized you have a little girl, you know, you still have people that actually want you around. Yeah. So I had to snap out of it. But I'm not, I'm, I'm saying, Phil, it's not, it's not easy. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's still an everyday battle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I still personally think of ways to get out of this, but I feel like right now I'm not going to. It's just something that I'm gonna have to just kind of live with. Okay. Not for the rest of my life, but I feel mm -hmm. like it's gonna be around, unfortunately, until I really find the root of my depression and then I can get back to my whole self, you know. Okay. I will I will say this uh you're not alone in that because I the the things you speak about um I also had this experiences you know suicidal thoughts uh, just but I think my depression comes from um and I and I'm still trying to figure it out and trying to you know yeah. um you know luckily for me uh, I haven't gotten to a point where you know I mean I've had thoughts of like you know holding a knife and all that stuff but luckily you know of course I'm still here god bless um but you you speak about depression and suicidal thoughts I've been there because I I think from from my experience it comes from not being good enough right okay. not being uh, a certain person you ever heard the phrase you try to be good enough for others but not be good enough for yourself meaning yes. I put others in front of me before you put yourself exactly exactly you try to please yes. you, you try to you try to please everybody around you and i'm speaking relationships i'm speaking family i'm speaking friends i'm speaking strangers um you know i'm speaking even homeless people right yeah. and when you when you tell your story on on that uh i i i i I sympathize with that because I hate to tell you that you're not the only one that's going through it. The good thing about it is we we have this platform where we can speak on it, right? Because I know our brothers are going through the same things. And my experience was that um, I wanted a family and to get married and, um, you know, uh, be different the way my than what my father was right and I had put so much pressure on myself to hey I'm very results oriented and very time framed if that's the right word to say hey I need to do this by this time and if it doesn't happen you know I'm a, I'm a failure I'm not good enough why isn't it happening right um 18 of course wasn't married right um, and um, also my, my cause of depression are failed relationships, you know, not being able to let go of certain things, right? The way people treated me, because I used to feel like it was my fault, the reason why they treated me. Um, but, and one thing I had to learn was that um, life's not on, life is not on my time, it's on God's time, right? Yeah. 
Um, and the thing about it is that, you know, I had to wait, you know, 18 plus years, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 38 now, 18 plus years okay. to get married to now working on a family, you know what I mean? And to say that is because as a man, and, I, and, and, and I'm not speaking for every man, I'm just speaking for myself, is that there is no way to be ready for marriage, right? A lot of people say marriage is a risk, it's a business arrangement. Those are type of words and terms that are used for people that are, you know, in it for the potentially for the wrong reasons, right? I look at I look at marriage and I look at um, being married as being married to a type of person I need in my life, right? And I think a lot of it is, is I wanted it so bad that God stepped in and said, "Hey, this is not the right person," or like, "Hey, this isn't the right time," right? But I had to go through eighteen plus years to go through that, right? Of like why isn't it happening right now? Why am I not a father yet? You know what I mean? Why don't I have the big house yet? Why am I not making a lot of money on my job? You know what I mean? Why is it that, you know, I see all these other people outside being happy. Um, they're making a lot of money. They're married. They have kids. Why isn't that me yet? Right? What am I doing wrong? How am I not doing the right things to get to that point? Right. And that's the depression that hit me is because when I felt that I was getting just a tad inch closer to that point, something would happen to where I would get pulled back into that darkness. Right. The reason why I'm saying that is because that I'm able to speak on that today, right, to others, right. Now, there are days I, I, I go through my moods of like, man, like, this is not where I need to be. This is not where I should to be. When really, you know, God put me here, right? God put me here to a place where it's like, you're, you're ready on his term, on his term, right? And that's one of the hardest things for a man to understand because we try to control the narrative we try to control the and be strategic on everything when really it's on god's time it's in god's hands right so you know and, I, and i've had these conversations with my wife right I, and, and i'm here to say that you know you can marry the most beautiful person you can marry the the most beautiful personality in the world you're gonna have issues you're going to have problems. You know, these conversations that we're speaking about right now are going to happen in your marriage. It's going to happen in family friendships. It's going to happen in, in, in regular friendships. You know, it's going to happen when you're at work. But, and, and it goes back to what we spoke about a little, a little while ago on letting things go, right? It's very hard to let things go. Why? Because you feel like because you're not, because you feel like you're not getting to a certain point, nothing's changing. When really it has, you know, your aura has changed, your heart has changed, but just because it's not changing on your clock, on your time, you know, doesn't mean it's not. And I think sometimes, 
you know, when God shifts us in a certain place and we're not ready for it, I feel like sometimes that's when it becomes tough because it's like, again, it goes back to where we can't control the narrative. Where are we going, God? You know, where are you taking us? And he reveals it to us when he wants us to know. Um, So I've, 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 I've been the suicidal, you know, man before, you know, I used to drink a lot, you know, I used to feel like, you know, um, making everyone around me so happy. I used to feel like, you know, um, I'm not good enough for a certain type of woman, or this woman doesn't like me because of, you know, it's my fault. When, when really, you know, mentally I wasn't like where I needed to be you know God was telling me you need to be in the right headspace mentally and you know to this day I still I still go through my periods where I'm overthinking I'm overanalyzing I'm thinking negatively you know the toxic traits do come out but at the same time it's like you have to be able to understand and we spoke about a little while ago to let those things go you know like, like the saying, you know, like the saying goes, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. You know, I feel, you know, like, you know, there's a saying, you know, in the Bible that, you know, God doesn't put more on us than we can bear. Exactly. And exactly. I, I really, I really see that now in fruition because, you know, for one, you know, you look at all the different people, you know, well-known public figures to just everyday people you hear on the news that have taken their life because of suicide. Yeah. Me and you are still here. Yeah. And I know yeah. it's because God is not done with us yet. You know, yeah. because I'm telling yeah. you that night, I think it was a Saturday night. Mm. I had it in my mind. I was going to go mm. and he didn't let me. Yeah. I was able to drive to that location, but he didn't let me pop those pills, you know, and I'm glad he did it because I just feel like if I was gone, man, my, 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 my family would be upside down and, yeah. you know, they'd never get over that. And I feel like, you know, with, 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 with God, we're never going to understand him. You know, we're yep. not. That's true. And, 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 and I've told people this, no matter how much you try to figure it out, you're not going to. Why? He doesn't want us to know his plans. His plans are his plans. His yeah. plans are for us, for, for him to know, not for us. So, and, and, oh, go know, ahead. No, I'm sorry. And then, you know, like I said, we just have to, it's going to be, it's going to be a battle, but we're built for it. Yeah. We're built for it. Yeah. You know? So kind of, I want to give, kind of give some of our brothers out there that, that are listening and will be listening some things they can kind of, you know, from from your experiences how to get over this or are you still working through it are you still still working through it um the best thing i can say for one join groups like this Mm. you know find someone to talk to and 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 mind you feel when i say find somebody to talk to find somebody that you can trust and listen to because Mm. some people you just can't talk to about this yeah. You know, because some people are going to be like, well, you know, I don't understand. And I tell my wife when it comes to mental health, there's certain because I've stu- tried to study these, these things. And I've told her there's certain keywords you just can't tell me because I'm not going to react the best way. Mm. So when you 
you tell somebody these, make sure it's someone that's not going to judge you. That's yeah. the first rule in mental health. Don't have someone judge you because it's going to get you, the person that's affected, it's going to make you a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Find someone that has an open ear and that's going to listen. They're not going to give their two cents and snap off and say, man, you got some issues. You really mm -hmm. need to sit down and think that's that's not the way to go. You need someone that's going to tell you, hey, man, you know, I'm here for you. I love you. If you need me, we can go grab a, a, a beer to just sit and talk. I'm, I'm yeah. here for you call text me anytime you need those type of people okay yeah. and yeah. then find your happy place for me my happy place is in the gym mm -hmm. i can go for one two hours feeling great that's my happy space yeah. music is my happy space my podcast yeah. is my happy space yeah so doing these little things it helps yeah. it helps me yeah you know? it helps me it helps me also yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate you said that. Yeah, it helps me. Also, uh, being able to to kind of knowing that someone's listening and I'm helping somebody. You know, a lot of times I've, I've, I've always said, you know, you may not get the engagement, you may not get the response, but they're listening. You know, they're listening. And that's the most joyous things that someone's listening to your story. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll kind of um, transition to, I want to speak on, you know, the pressures when in a relationship from not doing the same things from, from failed relationships. Um, let's speak a little bit on that. I think that goes back to uh, understanding that I, I think they're different. The different pressures of, of being a man today, right? Some men are pressured to provide some men are pressured to be that, um, righteous father to the fact that treating their children differently than the way they were treated, bettering their environment from, from the way they were growing up, um, the pressure of being able to make a relationship succeed, which can turn into marriage, making a marriage succeed to the point of breaking that generational curse of 50 to 60% of divorces in the United States. Um, we even call it black love. Um, so, you know, I think sometimes the pressure of just being a man in the relationship is hard because what when you're with the right person, um, you are kind of pressured. I won't even call it pressure. You're 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 brought to a light to where you have to do the right thing. You know what I mean? You're 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 told mentally to you need to change some of the ways, some of the things you've done previously to now. Right. And that that goes from and I'll even caveat back that goes from forgiveness that goes to, you know, porn addiction, depression. Um, you know, you've got to change a lot of the behaviors and a lot of the, the, the cycles of of what you're used to doing to now. And that's also a transitional change that God could be putting you through. Right. Um, doing things uh, we, we speak a lot on our show, um, wanting something different by doing something differently. So you know, I, I think a lot of that pressure is a lot of men don't want to face it. Um, a lot of men don't, it goes back to a lot of men don't want to talk about it. Um, they want to still, and including myself, I get in these modes where, you know, I kind of want to do the same thing. I'm stuck in my kind of behavioral habits. Like, hey, I don't want to come out of that box. When really, you know, 
you have to be able to be open to coming out of your shell, coming out of that box, right? Um, so I, I'm just speaking for myself and I'm speaking for potentially um, other men that could be going through this, right? Uh, the pressure, not, not necessarily the pressure of is, is wrong or bad, but uh, sometimes pressure to do the right thing is just what it means doing the right thing, you know? Well, for one, you know, the man role is a big one. You know, yeah. it's like I said, you know, you look at, you know, when you're married, the mm -hmm. man is head of the household. Mm -hmm. When you grow up in a family and father's nowhere to be found, and let's say you have, let's just say maybe three, three younger brothers, three sisters. So it's a mm -hmm. total of seven. Mm -hmm. You're gonna put your you're gonna put yourself the head because mm -hmm. you're the oldest and you've been there the longest. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at at your job when a man is the CEO, when the man is the supervisor, and he as the CEO, he's over maybe just say 120 to 150 employees. When you're a supervisor in a certain section, you run your section and you have five employees that are under you. You know, those type of roles, they're the top because people look for you. Let's mm -hmm. say, okay, let, let's break it down. In, mm -hmm. in a marriage, when you're married, let's say your wife catches a flat tire. Who's she going to call? She's going to call yeah. her husband. Why? Because right. he's the head. Yeah. Let's look at, let's look at in that, in that family where I said, you know, it's seven, you're the older brother. you got your three younger brothers, three younger sisters. Okay. Your mom's in the house. She's saying, you know, baby, you know, money's getting a little tight. So nine times out of 10, that man's going to say, you know what, ma, I got you. Mm -hmm. I got to do what I got to do, but we're going to be all right. When you got that, when you got that company, CEO is over the 150, 120 employees. Mm -hmm. When things aren't going well on the bottom, who are they going to look at? They're going to look at the CEO. Yeah. And break it down. When you got that suit, when you got that supervisor, let's say you got two employees that aren't doing what they're supposed to. Who are they going to go talk to? They're going to go talk to their supervisor. Yeah. So with me saying, with me saying that, Phil, you know, a man has a lot of responsibilities in their day to day, yeah. you know, and I think you mentioned also when it comes to now, when we come to relationship, you know, I think the problem is for one, the number one issue is other people in their relationship. Mm -hmm. For example, for example, me, my wife, you and your wife, we go out on a double date. You're telling us about some stuff. Now I'm going to tell you what you should do, how you should be doing it. That's not my job. Mm. Why? Because I'm not in your relationship. Your relationship is sacred between you and your significant other. Correct. Too many people nowadays are letting other people come in their circle. That's a no-no. That's yep. rule number one. Yep. Second that problem, is rule number one. Yep. Yes. Second yeah. problem everyone's living in the past. They're looking at other people. You cannot look at the past and other people. You got to do what's best for you and that other person for you all mm -hmm. to grow and go higher, you know? And third, third thing, which should be tied with number one, you got to listen to each other. 
a a relationship is 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 a, is a two way street. It's not a one way yeah. street. Man, yeah. man needs to communicate just as well as the woman. And exactly. when there's communication, exactly. when there's that when there's that communication, now we can go further and see what we need to do yeah. to improve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that for our brothers and 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 also. I will say that I have had issues with um, the uh, second point you mentioned, right? Looking at others outside, you know, and, and comparing it to my, you know, marriage, my relationship. Like, hey, why, why aren't we like that? Really? Right? When really, you know, I'm the head of the household. I dictate, you know, the, the, the way it should be, right? And that's something I'm getting better on a daily basis, right? To, to, to get better. Right. And I feel like sometimes we 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 look at the and I always attribute to we look at people from the outside when you have no idea what's going on inside their home. Right. Um, and I've always come to the point where uh, the man comes home, but the woman makes the home, but the man makes the decisions of the home. Right. And that's something that I'm learning every day. Right. And I think I think a lot of, a lot of that, that pressure of just the fear factor of being afraid of just, you know, um, unable to just come to terms of you got to be able to be aware. I think I think the, the fourth point is I'll even add to that is awareness aware being aware that you can't let friends and family in your marriage being aware that you've got to dictate how you want your marriage to, to be and then thirdly uh you mentioned that um uh, i'm sorry what was the, the third thing well when it comes to what the uh what relationships yeah basically um you 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 have to you have to listen you have to listen to each other yeah oh yeah listen to each other communicate yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Communicate, yeah, communicate and being able to listen to each other. That goes back to having the hard conversations where we speak about it a lot, you know, being able to, and that's probably going to go on to our last topic, why most relationships fail. Uh, but um, being able to communicate with each other, being, a, now you, you're going to have communication breakdowns. You, somebody may not react in the way you want or need it or unexpected. That happens. You know what I mean? You know, you never know how that person's feeling that day, right? Um, and also in a marriage and a relationship and also friendship, you're dealing with emotions, right? And you've got to be consider those feelings and emotions, right? Um, so uh, those three points you named, uh, not letting friends and family in your marriage, uh, don't compare. And also, um, um, shoot, uh, I got uh, my mind went blank. <laughs> be patient and, and communicate um, are key, are vital keys. Um, so yeah, I will transition to our last point of why most relationships fail. Um, and I think that goes back to, you know, previously a couple moments ago, uh, where we spoke on, uh, letting other people in your relationships, um, comparing your relationship slash marriage and not being able to communicate and listen to your partner. Um, I, I feel like, you know, people will give you the signs of, you know, who they are. It's just all about observing and listening to those signs. Um, and there are many different reasons why people are in relationships and get married. There, there are many different reasons. It's all about what you need and want and are you willing to compromise and listen and be open, right? Um, 
I used to think that a lot of my previous relationships failed because of me. You know what I mean? As, as I've stated before, but you know, when really I should have learned and still learning from those previous relationships, how can I um, avoid those same mistakes from my previous relationships to now? Right. What was the learning lesson? Because at the end of the day, you know, their story of who I was and how I was can be, it's, it's totally different of how I may have reacted in those situations. Um, so I feel like, you know, in my opinion, most relationships fail because of uh, letting people in your relationship, um, you know, not being able to communicate or listen, um, not being very open and attributing and bringing baggage into, you know, your current relationship, you know, so, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you. Um, all those points, you know, and then, you know, it, at the end of it, you know, it comes to the point where both parties in a relationship, they probably just feel that they don't have no more, no more energy to work it out. And mm. they feel it's best to go their separate way. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I always feel different. I feel like if you really love somebody, it is worth fighting for. You know, I always say, you know, dating now is not like what it used to be. Mm -mm. And I just feel like if you have somebody that's your ride or die, that has been with you through ups and downs, you gotta fight. That's yeah. not just fifty. You gotta fight yeah. for it. I yeah, just feel fight. like I don't, I just, you know, I don't believe in divorce because for one, you know, I, I grew up, you know, my parents divorced when I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. So I look at marriage in a whole different category. I just feel like, you know, it's not a big problem to where you, you just have to say, we're going to go our separate way. And, and we didn't even mention this, but I feel the number one reason people get divorced and break up is because of money. Mm. You know, they say, and I think they say statistically that's the number one reason. Yeah. Do you also feel like they divorce because their people refuse to change? Now, in terms of change, mm -hmm. what, what do you, in, in what way do we say change? Well, I, I think when you speak of financial finances, I think it could be, you know, the way someone spends the money, how it's being spent when it's being spent, how much is being spent, you know, how it could be also how that person is getting money. I think all those could be attributed to it. Uh, yeah. 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 That, yeah. Like you said, that right there, that that's tricky too, because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we know the term of breadwinner, breadwinner. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and I guess when you could it be, could term, it be no man wants his money controlled? Is that, could that, could you also say that could be, could that, could, <laughs> that plays a part? Yes. Yeah. Listen, I've, I've, you know, I don't know how other people do. I've heard where people say, well, you know, when, 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 when I get paid, no, when he gets paid, I get paid. Mm. I've heard what's mine, what's his is mine. And this, mm. this is, this is okay. Now this is my personal experience. Okay. And it doesn't work. It may not work for everybody, but this is what I do. Mm. When I get my personal check. Okay. When I get paid for my job, 
And I hope I don't make anybody mad. But again, this is what I do. This is what you do. Yeah. I get my check. My check goes in my my goes in my (laughs) personal account. Okay. When my when my wife gets her check, her check goes in her account. Now. Some people may think, well, how do you, okay, we have, again, we have a system. I'm not going to go into detail with the system, but we have a detail, we have a detailed system that what we do to take care of our home expenses. While at the same time, we have our little play money, this and that, and it yeah. works for us. Now, again, exactly. what doesn't work for us may not work for you and the next person. Mm-hmm. But again, everyone has to have their system that works for them. Yeah. You know yeah. And I just feel, like I said, when you don't have a system in place, that's where the problem starts with money. That's why I think a lot of people get divorced because they don't have a proper system to where they're like, okay, well, this and that has occurred. Well, then you just get this amount of money. So when you don't have that system in place, now is when the chaos starts. But again, that's just my pain. My pain. I I do feel like we'll, we'll speak on the system is that I feel like to people have to be able to develop their own system, right? Um, I think sometimes we 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 think on a superficial level to where, okay, how much money are you making? What is your credit score? You know, because you make more, do this and do that. Um, you need to pay this to pay that. And my my thing is is that I think those are values that people have told people on how it should be, right? Mm-hmm. When really your system should be within your household. How you do your system is how you do your system. It doesn't need to be broadcasted. It doesn't need to be, you know, put out to the to the PSA, the general public. Hey, this is the way it should be. Now you can you can bring up suggestions. You know, you can bring up uh, uh, different ways of doing things. But the way you do your system is the way you do your system, right? What works for you guys, right? Now the way you know me and my wife do is that you know the money I make from my job goes to my account you know the money she makes from her job goes to her account the money she makes in general is is hers now she decides or I decide to do something for each other that's our choice right um but at the same time you know we have a system to where you know our house stuff gets paid for anything outside of that you know we, we pay for it accordingly within our system. You know, I won't go into details how the system is, but I feel like um, when you take the pressure off from, from the financial side, like, hey, you know, because I'll, I'll give my side of the story as far as the finances, right? Um, the When you, in my opinion, I felt that I did, I did it the right way, right? You know, most people disagree and have their own suggestions on it to where, I said I, I didn't want us living together until we got married, right? So, of course, before you get married, you got to have the financial talk, right? And, of course, when you have the financial talk, it's like, okay, as being the quote-unquote breadwinner and the provider, like, hey, you pay for this, I pay for that, right? So when my wife responded and said, hey, why not we try this, you know, that was a shock to me because I was going by by the way it should be instead of developing our own system. And it has worked to this day, 
right? So my point is, is that brothers, fellas, you know, don't feel like you have to, just because you are the breadwinner, the provider of the home, doesn't mean that you should deserve the lack of respect that you, you're getting, right? Just because you're the provider doesn't mean that you, it, so much pressure should be, should be provided or put on you financially, meaning that you need to be treated disrespectfully or you're not the head of the household, right? Be open, have conversations uh, with your partner. Um, and I know I'm probably speaking to the ladies, but I'm speaking to the fellas also as that. Be open, have a conversation and don't broadcast the way you do things. You can make suggestions, you can have talks, you can say, hey, we do it this way. But I think a lot of times we, as people, we gloat and we brag like, hey, I don't pay for this. I don't do that. I don't, why not? If it's your system, why do you need to brag to other people on, on, on why their system doesn't work, right? So I think a lot of times, I think we try to shame people because just because your way is working and theirs may not be working, we've, we shame other people, you know what I mean? So um, I, di I digress on that, but I digress on that. But I feel like, you know, um, like you said, you know, uh, a lot of relationships fail because of finances. Uh, I feel like that's a part of communication. You gotta be able to communicate with each other um, on that, how your system work, develop your system. And remember, you know, like, like any system, it requires upgrades. It requires updates. You always got to communicate and talk about it because things change. So, um, so JJ, I really appreciate it. JJ from the life podcast coming on, yes. taking, taking his time to come out. Um, I really appreciate it. Do you have any last words to, to, to tell our brothers? And kind of uh, uh, how they can yeah. find you. And uh, yeah, Phil, I appreciate you uh, having me on. And uh, yeah, last you know, just last advice for the fellas. Um, basically, everything everything I said again, me between me and Phil, this is stuff that's you know applied for us. And not mm -hmm. saying that it may not work for you, but just take every day, you know, take every day different. You know, try to do things that makes you happy. And and block out the outside noise, you know. Try to stay positive. So that's that's my advice. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate your time uh, for being on the philosophical thoughts. And make sure you guys follow uh, JJ on the Life Podcast, Life Podcast eighty four on Instagram. My yeah, I'm getting ready okay. to just look at it now. Yeah, my okay. um, my my Instagram handle is okay. Life Life Podcast underscore 84 okay okay and his details will be down in the description make get make sure you guys follow him on instagram and youtube make sure you follow uh let's rap podcast on youtube and at let's rap on instagram really appreciate you guys for having us peace